Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C, Senor, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Information Complex, this is the Armstrong and Getty Show in living color on this Friday, the 21st of May, the year of our Lord, 2021. This morning, laboring under the tutelage of general manager, excellent COVID stats. I know Jack prefers people. And he will be here in seconds. He is on the phone with the president. Typically anti the kind of theoretical general manager. He yeah, wants I to know, know who he's, he's reporting theme. to. Right, right. You know what? I'm going to go with John Marshall Harlan, who has our freedom-loving quote of the day coming up in a few minutes. He uttered it 125 years ago. Door open there, Michael. Hey, everybody. Hey, look, everybody. It's the co-host. Spilled coffee all over myself today on the way to work. That's a bad omen for the way the day is going to go. Hot coffee, jeans, pants, shoes, car seat, everywhere. And there are very few scenarios in life where it's enjoyable to be wet, shower, swimming, etc. The thing I hate about coffee is if you don't wipe it up pretty fast, it's there forever. Oh, yeah. It's there forever on your car seat. It's just a certain look. You know, you get get into a car that's got stains all over it. It's just a... 
I bought the most expensive car of my life. The last car I bought, I will never spend that much money again on a car. About three days after I bought it, my brother, who has captained $4 billion submarines, <laughs> spilled his coffee on my seat. Jeez. <laughs> oh, it is still there to commemorate our brotherly love mm. <laughs> or something. <laughs> I drive a, an old car with over 100,000 miles on it that's not worth much, but I still don't like coffee stains. Anyway. Um, well, everybody wonders, is that coffee? I don't know. Something go wrong. <laughs> I know what you mean when you say car seat, but for some reason, I envision you like in a child seat in a like, car. Like a seat. car seat. Yeah, like, like a, a rear-facing thing. I, that's, that's the way I it ride. It's safer. It makes it hard to drive where you're facing. <laughs> you were a child. I have a very important Zoom lawyer meeting today. Remember when we did that thing, uh, reasons Zoom stresses you out? Yeah. I, I still have, even now that I know the reason it stresses me out, I still, I hate it. And a lot of it is that you look at yourself in normal meetings. You're not looking at yourself. Oh, yeah, I know it. You can't help but, you know, keep glancing at yourself over and over again. It's stressful. I spend more time looking at myself than at other people. It's like, why do I look so terrible? We actually have a story coming up that that's uh, causing people to do some rather strange and expensive things, including plastic surgery. Uh-huh. I think it's all about the lighting. If I was, I, we don't have regular Zoom meetings, so it's not like I'm, uh, you know, if, if I was the sort of person that had been working through Zoom all day, every day for the past year, I assume I would have done something about it. But I have one yeah. every couple of weeks. So I've just never gotten around to, like, the proper lighting or background or anything like that. That's a that's a huge difference for those of you who've taken the time. You get a little lighting that doesn't make you look worse than you actually look. Right. Right. Well, I always hold a flashlight under my chin so I look like the Wolfman. <laughs> it's my it's my preferred look. So is the ceasefire still holding, as far as we know? As far as I know, yeah, it yeah. seems to be. How about the president? You know, it's almost silly to talk about it, if you ask me. Why? Israel put as large a whooping as they wanted to on Hamas. Then when the the, the whooping jar was full, when the they whooping stopped. jar. Is that the, the way to do it? The whooping jar. Right. We give them $3 billion in aid, and they have a whooping jar? They fill up the whooping jar, and after they pour all the whoop-ass out, then they say, all right, cease fire, fine, whatever. It's like, you know, the, the the baseball team after the ninth inning saying, all right, I declare a cease baseball. It's over. And you're up 12 to 6. Exactly. You've won. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know, and this happens every few years. That's what I was saying about this is the worst fighting since 2014. Yeah, this has been going on my whole life. They they swap rounds for a little while. The other side decides, geez, we're getting our ass kicked. Israel feels like yeah, you get your ass kicked enough. You want some more? Or is that fine? They say that's fine for now, and then it stops. Right, right. Each side has reinforced its credibility and or standing or you know, accomplished what it wanted to. And how about? Although um, I can't imagine what Hamas was trying to accomplish. I never know what they're trying to accomplish. Neither, neither do most people. How about them attacking Hamas, attacking the uh, international supply? like food and water and everything that was headed in. They do that all the time. Of course. And you know what? What's the, uh, theory, on, what's the theory on that? Oh, uh, because they, well, actually, it's the same answer to my question uh, as it is to yours. Uh, it's all about getting them credibility and making Israel look bad. If if the story is uh, food and water and supplies are flowing into Gaza just fine, nobody's going to report on it. But I saw the headline 20 times. Uh, food and water shortages growing severe in Gaza as Israel's incessant sinful bombardment continues. But it occurs to me the answer to my question 
is that uh, in in the days leading up to this fighting, Hamas had been getting lower and lower lower approval numbers because they can't govern. They're bad at it. All they're good at is being a, a proxy for Iran and and standing as a as a uh, you know a counterbalance against Israel. And if Israel and the Palestinian folks are getting along fine and everybody's talking about improving the economy, why would you go with Hamas? Well, in the in the modern media world, though, does it work to bomb the international aid uh, to attack it, or doesn't everybody hear that Hamas is attacking? Of course, I suppose if you have siloed news, like if you take news from the from 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 the side that's all about the Palestinians are the victims and Israelis the ugly, uh, you know, imperialist aggressor, mm-hmm. they they probably don't include the news that Hamas was bombing the international aid, keeping food from coming in. Right. I was just going to ask you where you saw that because I have a strong feeling they're they're downplaying that on the uh, liberal lemming media, right? Which is a problem with modern society. Yeah, I saw a story about anti-Semitism, a, an attack in Miami, and uh, it was really an extraordinary story. It is absolutely right in the narrative of one ethnic group or race attacking another. But, of course, I saw it on Fox News because it was white Jewish people getting attacked by brown Palestinian people on the street after leaving the synagogue. Now, if that had been white supremacists, boogity boogity, white supremacists, uh, it would be on every uh, news page uh, in the nation. No doubt. Oh, we have uh, dust up like that in L.A. at a restaurant we need to talk about, too. So. Ah. It's Friday. It's teamwork that makes the dream work, and that's why we introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, and occasionally he pulls levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. You know, I was thinking about buying a car with stains. At least with stains, you mm. can make it into artwork conceivably, you know, some sort of art. But with when if you have a bad smell like a cigarette smoke, you can't get that out of a car. No, I don't You're smoke. You're stuck with that. My, my truck smells okay, but uh, the stains have now reached the point that I feel like I should pour coffee over the rest of the seat. Sure. So it's yeah. all the same color. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I thought you were talking about buying a pre-stained car to take the pressure off, Michael. It's like when you're buying white uh, tennis shoes. Just The guy at the store ought to just smudge them before he hands them back to you. There. Now, go enjoy them. The pressure's off. The first ding on anything new hurts. And then after that, it's like, eh. Yeah. Eh, what are you going to do? There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. i got a, a question for Joe. The uh, the PGA Championship going on in one of the four majors. Yes, sir. Um, That's golf. That is golf. And uh, I'm, I'm curious. I know that most of the, the Masters at the same place every year, but uh, is there typically a ranking as of which is like the toughest major, which is the easiest one? Is that consistent through the years? Yeah, usually the U.S. Open is known as the the most brutal test of golf. Would that make this champion with the PGA champ? Would that be the easiest? Is it's this a the, bit of a it's a bit of a powder puff. This is the Bunny Hills. Well, although you got to beat everybody else, and it's a powder puff for them too. So somebody so, will win at forty. I don't under. know that much about where they're playing at uh, Kiwa Island. I know it's on the uh, it's uh, so the coast of the U.S. I believe South Carolina, but I've never played there or anything. Okay. I hear it's pretty. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Friday, May 21st, the year 2021. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin the show now, officially, according to FCC rules and regs, at Mark. The Prime Minister also shared with me his appreciation for the Iron Dome system, which our nations developed together and which has saved lives of countless Israeli citizens, both Arab and Jew. I assured him of my full support to replenish Israel's Iron Dome system to ensure its defenses and security in the future. Okay, to make everything clear, that was the president making it clear, we supply Israel, 
the leader of Hamas has just gone on television to thank Iran for supplying the armaments that they needed for their battle with uh, with Israel. Wow, I kind of appreciate him doing that, just so everybody understands. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Iran says the entire the entirety of the half of America that gets their news through liberal outlets. Uh, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's it's very good, very nice. We have our brand new format for the freedom loving quote of the day too. I'm excited about. Cool. <laughs> cool. Uh, first new format with mailbag in 20 years. Yes. <laughs> It's an exciting innovation. Every two decades, we update that. Um, uh, are we going to replay our interview we did with a school administrator yesterday in which they have uh, suspended a teacher for using a Nazi flag to teach World War II? Yes. And yes, we, we we shall. We must. If you haven't heard this story, it's really something. And luckily enough, uh, a school administrator was uh, d- d- defended their position, and you should hear their defense. It's, it's something. All, it is something. It's terrifying. All that's on the way this hour. is no longer interested in buying Greenland. We'll have full team coverage next hour. Well, I'm going to step into the breach. Little elbow room, huh? You know, I completely forgot when we were talking about what's upcoming that we have a, a little uh, bovine visit. So we have a little mailbag. We got the freedom-loving quote of the day. We have the crazy, disturbing interview with the school official over the Nazi flag controversy. But first, it's time to take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. We're dining outside, so we can definitely take our masks off. Oh no, I don't like the bottom of your face. It's the story of the U.S. government's grudging acknowledgement of unidentified aerial phenomena, UAP, more commonly known as UFOs. And it was also observed erratic behavior and snorting a white substance. Oh, okay. I think they're happy with uh, any deaths that are caused to them. We grieve for every non-combatant loss in Gaza. Modern tyrannies have been founded on glorifications of equity and will and power. I was struck by this headline. Hugs are coming back. What was the, the reaction of the people at that time to the more machine? Mr. The great money wasn't winning it. I could afford it, but more money. We're people in order to form a wall perfect <laughs> I am now much more comfortable in, in people seeing me indoors without a mask. You can't pay a bunch of people if they're not doing any work. I mean, this is a business. It's not Congress. Another reporter called and said, hey, I'm hearing they're only talking to black or brown journalists. And I said, what? I, I, it just didn't even sound real. You wouldn't want to use the most successful piece of propaganda in the history of the planet to teach about propaganda, obviously. Right. There are other ways of going about it. This strikes us as anti-intellectual, nearly superstitious kowtowing to the overreaction of children. That's no way for an institutional learning to act. I've, it's been pointed out to me the teacher's on administrative leave as opposed to being suspended, and there's a major difference. I'm not sure there is. 
And I'll be surprised if he gets back in the classroom. But anyway, we'll explain that story coming up. Yeah, it is uh, something well worth staying tuned for. Ladies and gentlemen, the first innovation in the mailbag segment in 20 years. It's our freedom-loving quote of the day. Mm. A little too much drum, a little, uh, I need more fife. <laughs> Anyway, this is, this is, I love this so much. Uh, it was 125 years ago this week that Plessy versus Ferguson was decided by the Supreme Court of the United States. Often, what of the mo- often referred to as the worst decision in Supreme Court history? Right. One of the most horrific, terrible, regrettable decisions in Supreme Court history. It endorsed the idea of separate but equal consigned most African-Americans to a state of rank oppression, according to uh, this uh, article that I'm looking at. But within it, there was one stinging, roaring dissent by Justin John Justice John Marshall Harlan of Kentucky. And he did more than anyone since the Continental Army to enshrine dissent as an American tradition. Here's what he said in the dissent. Our Constitution is colorblind and neither knows nor tolerates classes among citizens. In respect of civil rights, all citizens are equal before the law. The humblest is the peer of the most powerful. The law regards man as man and takes no account of his surroundings or his color when his civil rights, as guaranteed by the supreme law of the land, are involved. A scathing, ringing dissent that gave heart to African Americans throughout the country, even as the decision sickened them. That dissent was cited over and over and over again until nearly six decades later, when Brown versus Board of Education overruled Plessy versus Ferguson. You ready for the punchline? Harlan was a slave owner. Ooh, decades before tear down his statue. Decades before that decision. Now do you want to cancel him? A guy who unleashed some some rhetoric that absolutely was was one of the bricks of the foundation of the civil rights movement. Ladies and gentlemen, I rest my case. People are complicated. Mailbag. Here's a nice note from Al Anonymous. Uh, Resending in light of our discussion of the policy at Hewlett-Packard that uh, you can never offend anyone. And if you offend anyone, no matter your intent or their misunderstanding, or you must apologize. Uh, maybe we had the same corporate training vendor because they sent along this placard. If you notice that anyone listening seems uncomfortable with a comment you make, you should stop and apologize immediately. Because as Al Anonymous writes it, apparently uncomfortable people are always right. Who knew? That reminds me of an old piece of wisdom. Just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. Or just because you're angry doesn't mean you're right. Let's see, how about this? Paolo, the always thoughtful Paolo writes, you've expressed skepticism at providing hardcore bums and junkies services for fear of breeding more of them. I suggest we make available to anyone who wants it a safe place to sleep, food to eat, and clothing. Should be Spartan, even undesirable, but humane. Blah, blah, blah. The problem is, Paolo, they won't go. People who really want shelter, there is shelter, just not on the terms that they're happy with. So I stand by my statement. The easier you make it for somebody to be a junkie and a bum, the more of them you get. So as far as we can tell, apparently for years, this teacher had used the Nazi flag as an example of uh, propaganda and symbolism in a class taught to seniors in high school. Somebody saw the flag through the door from the hallway and got upset, and that was all it took to get the ball rolling, and the teacher is now 
suspended or out of the classroom. All the details on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We are so ill-served by our media for a number of reasons. Clickonomics. Um, the fact that there's way less money in TV and radio than there used to be because of so much advertising dollars going online, even though they're incredibly ineffective and advertisers are figuring that out. But yes, so they have uh, lower salaries in newsrooms all across America, which means less experience, less you know professionalism. And so many stories you get are just like pu- pu- the the public release from somebody, and they just they just read it. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> and nobody asks any of the obvious questions. So this is the way this story came to us yesterday before we used even the slightest bit of uh, you know cognitive power to try to dig into this. The headline being, Teacher Investigated for Displaying Nazi Flag in Sacramento Area Classroom District Says. So we would have done this story if it was anywhere in the United States, but it just happens to be in our own backyard. In fact, it's the high school that Sean went to. Positive Sean went to a positive high school. Rio Americano High School in Sacramento, California. School officials in the San Juan Unified School District are investigating a teacher after a flag from Nazi Germany was displayed in a classroom at campus. Now, me, just an average doofus, the first thing that popped into my head was, well, was he teaching World War II or something? Right. If he was, then that would explain it. Where's the controversy? And as I recall, there's a mention at some point that that was among other flags of Germany. Right. So I, yeah, I'll go yeah. on. Okay. Um, a Sacramento suburban school district said it has launched a full investigation following reports that a teacher at the high school displayed a flag from Nazi Germany in the classroom. Oh, a full the, investigation? Oh, they're not even going to do a, a, pretty much most of an investigation. Or a fractional investigation <laughs> or a partial investigation. No, a full one. The school district wrote in a statement Tuesday that the teacher had several flags from Germany on display in their class, including a flag from Nazi Germany. It's almost as if he was teaching about the Nazi era in Germany. The district principal, Brian Ginter, and the uh, school released a statement saying the matter at the campus is being looked into as a potential hate incident. Neither statement identified the teacher. Wait a minute. Is the guy a Nazi or was he teaching about Germany? If he's a Nazi, it's a hate inc- incident. If he's teaching about Germany, it's not. Seems like what, it what, take, what investigation? Seems like it'd take you like uh, uh, two minutes to talk to the teacher. So are you like displaying the flag and you make all the students stand up at the beginning of class and recite the German national anthem? Or are you just using it to teach history? <laughs> um, the Nazi flag is a long-standing symbol of hate. And does oh, it not, is? And does not represent the culture and values of our school district. Oh, I thought it did. The school district wrote... Shut up. A full investigation is currently underway. We're looking into why the teacher thought the flags were appropriate to use and ensuring both the instructor involved and others understand that this is not acceptable. Looking into it, he works there. Ask him. Understand that this is not an acceptable way to teach any curriculum. How about World War II? Actually, it turns out he's teaching symbolism and propaganda, which makes it an even better example of why you would use a Nazi flag. But we'll get into more of that later. But that I like the blanket statement. It's not an acceptable way to teach any curriculum. That makes you a freaking moron. You should not be around children because you're so freaking stupid. Brian Gittner, I assume you're not stupid. So are you just as scared of the woke activists? What? That's a dumb thing to say. It's a dumb thing to say. You can't. You can't have anybody see the Nazi flag of part of any curriculum. That's moronic. So if you're teaching World War II, you're going to make sure you blanket out of any picture of Hitler. If I mean, what if it's on what? the podium or something like that? You got to make sure it's not seen. What about the Imperial flag of Japan? The atrocities they committed in China, please. What about a picture of Mussolini? Oh, no, you can't use that to teach about that I just, stuff. I can't believe a grown-up would say that out loud. It's not appropriate. It's not acceptable way to teach any curriculum. You, He is either an, a complete idiot, which I doubt. I doubt that. Or too. he's a convert to the cult. Or he's terrified of the Wokshevsks. So the uh, that was from the, I don't remember who had that version then. So the uh, ABC News version of it did include 
that it was being part of it was being used as part of a World War II history lesson. Oh no way! Really? Um, In what sense? <laughs> I tell oh you what, God. this this is simultaneous, simultaneously horrifying and hilarious it's horrifarious because the horrifying part is there are not only adults but people in authority in our institutions of learning whose whose thinking is this perverse uh the flags were on and display or cowardly the flags were on display last week were removed that week um and they reference somebody's daughter who attends the high school and her friends who have taken the class with the teacher blah 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 uh, they said that the flags have been used before in previous years. Yeah, I, I remember how school works. A lot of you teachers might remember how school works. You teach the same damn thing every year your entire life. <laughs> That's the way it works for a lot of teachers. Uh, I don't think this makes the students in this classroom feel like that he cares about them, that he actually cares about they learn anything. As an educator, your classroom should reflect a welcoming and inclusive atmosphere. <laughs> that is a... Stupid opinion. It is bizarre and cowardly. And you're not. Is that a parent or a kid? Or this what? is a, this is a parent who's a kid. You're a parent whose Good kid Lord. is in the class, and she's a teacher herself. As a teacher herself, that, that is not surprising. She said that she has never felt the need to display a permanent fixture of a Nazi flag in her classroom. Well, what do you teach? <laughs> Are you a third grade art teacher? Well, then no, probably not. All right, kids, let's all draw a swastika. Yes, Sean. No, yeah, depending on the, the subject matter, yeah. It would be grossly inappropriate I'm to a, teach. Uh, have, I'm, I'm, I'm the shop teacher. We, uh, we have no Nazi flags. On the, <laughs> on the other hand, if you are teaching about symbolism and propaganda in the Nazi era, to not show the kids that flag and its omnipresence would be malpractice. People are so goddamn Again, we're quoting one student's parents because I right. think it ended up, the, the story we'll find out it ends up offending two total people. Maybe. We only really know of one. This one uh, kid's parents, so the, the husband joined in, too, and uh, involved in the school district, uh, said that the use of the flag crossed the line even for academics. I don't know what that means. You're an idiot, sir. We're speaking about a classroom, and we're speaking about, again, the students are not there voluntarily. They don't have an option to say, I don't want to go into that classroom today. He emphasized that if the item was brought in for a specific lesson... Nor should lesson, they have that option. Sorry, go ahead. Ah, uh, ba 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 uh, I do want my daughter to be challenged in her thought. No, apparently you do not. I do not want my daughter to learn and understand. I do want my daughter to learn and understand different viewpoints and ideas. No, apparently you do not. That's not what's happening here, and that's really the crucial element. We have to. How make a, do you know? We have to make a judgment call of what's appropriate and inappropriate. And this is no, certainly a situation. Do, it's an what inappropriate. You, what you need to do is shoot off your mouth without any of the facts, you buffoon. Um, the Teachers Association put out a statement that each student, staff, and member of our community deserves to feel safe, value, and included. Further, we do not support speech or expressions that are hateful or derogatory. Nobody thinks you do. But we do think you're cowards, you're misguided, you're cultists, and you're ruining American education. And if you still have your kids in public schools, A, know exactly what they're being taught and not taught, and B, get them the hell out of there if you can possibly do it. So a spokesman for the school district, Raj Ray, um, was the person quoted in uh, some of the news stories. And again, nobody pushed back on this story at all or, or got an answer. I don't know if they even asked. If they asked, they certainly didn't include it in their story. And they it seems didn't even like, ask the most obvious question. I don't question. think they asked the most obvious question. What was the teacher teaching? And then, you know, let's go from there. So Raj Ray, uh, our executive producer, Hanson, was lucky enough to get her on the phone, and we talked to her. Should we do that after the break, or should we do that now? What do you think? We could take a break.
Oh, yeah, we probably ought to take a break. Let's take a break and calm down. I, we should take no, a break and calm down. No, I'm not going to calm down. I'm going to be like, like this the rest of my life. Well, if, you're, if you've listened to this so far and you are calm, you won't be after you hear from the, the school spokesperson explaining why it is just unacceptable, unacceptable, under any circumstances to, you, to show a Nazi flag in class. Including studying World War II. (laughs) Anyway, if you want to hear one of these people in action, from their own mouths, what they sound like on these subjects, that is next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I am going to race Hanson's son, our executive producer's son. I'm going to race him at some point. I have an update on that upcoming match. <laughs> an update? Later in the program. All right, fabulous. <laughs> I challenge other people's kids to foot races. Is that normal? We're going to play for you a conversation we had yesterday with the spokesperson for a Sacramento area school district uh, over the whole Nazi flag in the classroom. Absolutely idiotic flap. If you would like to zap it around to your friends and send them the link so they can hear the utter intellectual and moral depravity of these people, uh, it's at armstrongandgetty.com. It's a, an extra large podcast, I believe. Uh, it will be labeled fairly clearly. You'll figure it out. Again, armstrongandgetty.com. So we're talking about a school. There was a Nazi flag in the classroom. The teacher has been suspended. Uh, we're thinking the, the flag was just there to teach World War II, so what the hell's the deal? But we've got Amidst Ra- a couple of other German flags. Right. Raj Rai, who's a spokesman for the school, is that what you are? Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm the communications coordinator. Is there anything we're missing from this story? Because it seems pretty nutty to us. Yeah, you know, um, the issue that we have here is we have several students concerned about the flags being in the classroom, one of them featuring a swastika, and at least one of those students was a passerby, so they didn't know the context of the flag being there. So why didn't somebody just tell them what the context was, and this would be over? It's how the student felt uncomfortable, um, you know, not seeing a symbol of hate on their school campus, a place where they're supposed to I'm be not. Welcome. I'm not trying to be argumentative. We're just short on time, and I want to get the information. Right, so right. so mm-hmm. why didn't somebody just explain to the student, look, it's for teaching World War II? Or, Specifically or, propaganda or, and symbolism. It's propaganda and symbolism, which is legitimate, and then, the te- then, and then that's it. Why, no, was, it, why it, was the teacher suspended? It could have been a conversation, but once they did hear from one student, they did hear from others and then had concerns. How many total? We understand it's two. Yeah, you know, I don't. I, I, the investigation is ongoing, which is why the, the teacher involved is currently on administrative. But the investigation of what? The investigation into if the flags were used before, in what context, if they were used before. Well, why didn't you just ask the teacher? I mean, that would take literally 90 seconds yeah, it seems at most. Like, seems like this all could be solved in five minutes. Yeah, uh, we, you know, we have to go through our processes and making sure that we look at timelines, talk with site administration that may have had conversations with the teacher in the past. So it does take time to gather those details and also talk with students about the impact that it had on them. Of seeing it doesn't it matter the what the impact was on the students. That doesn't matter. They're children. If it's a legitimate lesson being taught in a legitimate way, which, again, now listen, and Raj, with all due respect, we appreciate you coming on. It's good of you, um, and we understand that you don't make the policy. You're the spokesperson. So, again, this is not coming after you. This strikes us as anti-intellectual, nearly superstitious kowtowing 
to the overreaction of children. That's no way for an institutional learning to act. Right. What we're, we're coming from is there is a way to be teaching these very important topics and history lessons to students without prominently displaying a symbol. With, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't want to use the most successful piece of propaganda in the history of the planet to teach about propaganda, obviously. Right. There are other ways of going about it. There's other ways of, uh, you know, sh- sharing history without having the flag in the classroom, making students feel uncomfortable. Interestingly enough, there are real parallels between this policy and the policies of Nazi Germany. There are. There the, really are. The, hey, we, uh, we appreciate greatly you coming on, and I know we're out of time, so, but, yeah. Yeah, Thanks. it's, it's, uh, thank you. Yes. Yeah, it was very nice of you to come on. Very nice you to come on. And Joe's absolutely right. She's just doing her job. Right. Although it sounds like she buys what she's saying. Yeah, well, she's supposed to. That's her job. So that was yesterday, and uh, boy, rehearing it, there's a couple things that stood out to me. One, it's still hilarious. I shouldn't have used sarcasm. You wouldn't want to use the most successful piece of propaganda in the history of the world to teach a propaganda class, and she says, you're right, you wouldn't. I think it's nice (laughs) that you found common ground. (laughs) She didn't get that I was being sarcastic, or she's just smarter than me and like twisted, did did a judo act on me. I didn't get the idea that's the case. Um, uh, I, I just love how there was no answer to, why didn't you just ask him? Well, bureaucratic mumbo-jumbo jargon jargon bureaucratic mumbo-jumbo. Well, the thing I picked up this time around uh, that was at the very beginning was, and here's something that we don't see the same way, so it doesn't feel the same way to us. She said, well, a student was offended. To some people, HR... You know, school administrators, whatever. That is, that's that's the end of it right there. Wait, wait a second. You, you, apparently you didn't hear me. Somebody was offended. Right. Somebody's offended, right. so we need to launch a full investigation. We have an offended human being here. Everything right. must come to a stop. We have, did you not hear me? There's a human being right here that has been offended by something, and we need to figure out what that was and make that go away because we can't have anybody be offended. And then they legitimately believe that that's a tenable position for the for society and remember that reasonableness intent none of those things matter if somebody's offended and what's what's absolutely clear is that hr is one of those fields like journalism and education where people of the mindset that they the, such that they get seduced by the woke cult they are 90 percent of that uh that field hr people for whatever reason so anyway but to get back to the the core of the thing not only is there somebody who thinks that a single kid saying, whoa, a Nazi flag, what's going on, is reason to suspend the teacher. They're in charge. I mean, if it was one person, I would think that's an idiot. But it is the administration at large that is of that mindset. I, I was no brilliant high school kid. Ask anybody who knows me. But I think me and most of my friends, if we saw a Nazi flag in the, in the, in the classroom where they teach, you know, whatever, we'd have thought, oh, okay, must be using that for a prop or something to teach something. I wouldn't have thought, oh my God, that teacher's a Nazi and trying to recruit the students to, to but, be Nazis also. <laughs> but see, I don't think anybody thinks that. Remember, you're not of the generation that's been trained practically from birth have it beaten into their brain that they should be offended by everything that challenges them. They should be offended and they should fall to pieces. Again, read the coddling of the American mind. It's brilliant. It has to, we've taught our children mental illness and we've also taught them that if they are the least bit offended, they are naturally right. As opposed to why is there not an adult at that school that say, listen, that's one of the most powerful and evil 
uh, symbols of, of propaganda and nationalism. And we're studying it in the class. That's why it's there. There are no Nazis here. Don't worry about it. And send them on their way. Reassure them. If they're that delicate and they need reassurance, that's a, that's troubling in itself. But there was no adult to say that? No, it's fine. He's teaching about Nazi Germany. Not Be on only, your way. Not only is there no adult in the school, as far as I can tell from looking at the news coverage, and again, this happened in our own backyard, I can't see any news outlet in well, I'm, I'll keep my mouth shut. I almost said something that would have been a big mistake. Um, yeah. I, I can't. I can't see any news outlet that looked at that with a critical eye at all. No, they just took the statement from the school. Yes, a student saw a Nazi flag. We are investigating it. There is no place for Nazi flags on right. this campus. No matter the no matter the class. Okay, that's a dumb. That's a dumb position. Yeah. Um, I, I wish I'd have thought of, Sean had a good question yesterday, what if instead of having the actual flag, you'd had a picture of a flag, <laughs> or an overhead projector slide of a flag? Would that have made any difference, and if so, why? Or again, the the flag of Imperial Japan. What then? Is that okay? That's not quite as hot as the Nazi flag? It's not so freaking obvious? Everybody knows what it is? It was interesting to hear from, from you know, we've we've followed a lot of stories like this and 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 read their quotes to actually hear from somebody supporting the idea of no 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 there's there's no reason you should ever have that symbol in a classroom right that's her saying right that's disturbing we we are teaching pathologies to our children be like amazing teaching english lit but leaving out shakespeare if you're going to teach symbolism throughout history and leave out the swastika you know it's not surprising that the kids would be as crazy as they are when instead of the traditional role of the parent the leader the teacher the administrator being to say no it's okay and this is why we're doing it and and it's fine they're saying oh yes 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 we're so sorry we're so sorry one overly sensitive ignorant child was offended and look if you're the kid in question and you're listening you're supposed to be ignorant you're a kid it's okay the problem is the adults not saying it's fine Instead, reinforcing the fear and the touchiness and the the delicacy. What are we doing to our children, America? Good know. God! No, we we are a, we have a diseased mind as a country. We're in a really weird place. Uh, wokeism is one of the scariest ideologies to ever come along, and some of my favorite liberal thinkers believe that. There's a tsunami of wokeness. Including Sam Harris there, man. His podcasts about wokeism are just fascinating. And I think the most troubling aspect of this, and and the most difficult to overcome, is that the 5% at the furthest out limits of this thinking are in charge of so many communications fields, HR, and education. Where the seeds of indoctrination are sown. That's why it's going to be so hard to fight. If you didn't hear all of it yesterday, get the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael 
to the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 